Welcome to Fountain of Life Worship Center's podcast. We're glad you're here with us today. Today you will hear a message previously recorded from our pastor, youth pastor, or a guest speaker. Join us as we know God, grow in God, and go with God today. Let's jump into the message. Shadows burn like a fire. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within his presence. I speak Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break stronghold shine through the shadows burn like a fire the last two weeks I've been preaching no fear thank you Jesus and I told somebody may have even said from here last week I don't recall a time that I've ever even preached a sermon about fear. And God laid this series on my heart several months ago. And I struggled with it. And then to know that God laid it on Dylan's heart to preach his first sermon on fear. testimonies of people about what God has done to them over the last couple of weeks. I'm telling you, Sunday night, you could feel a lifting in this place of anxiety, depression, and fear. But today, I want you to understand we have no control over the future. But we know whose hand it is in. And not only do we know, but He knows us. Our concern, our energy, needs to be focused on the day that is in front of us. And if we can get there, it's not easy. I'm not sitting here by any chance saying that worrying about tomorrow is is an easy feat because... It's not. But how freeing it would be if we could take one day at a time. Rather than me thinking two months away and feeling all the pressure to try to manage that. Even in Christ, I mean, Christ himself, when he prayed, he said, pray for daily bread. He told his followers, he said, don't spend a bunch of time worrying about the future. Don't worry about tomorrow. Let's just eat daily bread. When he gave the children of Israel manna from heaven, what did he tell them? Don't store it. Just come back tomorrow and I'm going to give you fresh. I'm just going to give you fresh tomorrow. So don't worry about tomorrow. It's taken care of. There's there's fresh manna waiting. Let's just eat today. It's hard to not worry about the future. It's hard not to have anxiety and focus all of our energy on that. Let's focus on today, amen? Let's pray. God, my prayer today is that you would help us let go of all of our our plans and our ideas about how things should be done in the future. God, help us 
to be present in the day that we are in right now. Help us to trust that you're going to provide the need for us today. Fresh manna. God, we thank you. God, we praise you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. In Christ's name, amen. So, so far we have talked about healthy fear and unhealthy fear. We've talked about 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. And we know that God does not give us the spirit of fear, but he gives us what? The spirit of power, love, and a sound mind or self-control. So we've talked about that. We've also learned that fear has a proper place. Can anybody remember and tell me today where we put fear, where we put worry, where we put anxiety? Where does it belong? Y'all didn't listen last week, so I'm going to go back to last week's sermon. In the hands of God. Now, I just want to share this week how someone has already told me this morning that when I prayed for them Sunday night, they felt all the stress, they felt all fear, they felt all worry, release, and they said that they were always constantly worrying. But this week, they have not worried any. They've given it to God. They've put it in the proper place. They've given it to God. Does anybody else have a testimony this week about what God's done for you this week about fear, worry, depression, anxiety? Anybody? Nobody? Well, you're in for a treat because we're going to look at one of the, the most important lessons I think that Jesus ever taught his disciples. And this teaching, when we begin to look at it, we cannot miss it because I think this today, the, this, this topic, this, this lesson that he taught his disciples, Rob, it has such a lifelong importance to it that, that, that has to be understood. Simply put, Jesus told his followers, we're called to be focused on today. Today, let's be honest. The opportunities in the world that we live in for fear, for anxiety, for worry, for doubt, they are at a historic high. I mean, it's well documented that people are struggling in, air, in fear and in panic and anxiety more than ever in the world we live in today. We've got people not only worrying about jobs, but now we've got people worrying about, do I make enough money to pay for gas to get to my job? There are so many things out there that we worry about. The current climate of our country, Larry, the world... It only makes Jesus' words more and more wonderful to hear. Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. So do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will care for itself. This next sentence we all know, should know it. We live it every day. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Jesus told his disciples, he said, don't worry about tomorrow. Garth says, what if tomorrow never comes? Don't worry about tomorrow. So what does that leave us with? Today. It allows me to be focused on today, to be present where I'm at right now, Rob, to deal appropriately with the circumstances and the situations that are going on right now. I don't know about you, but if we could, my mind thinks if I could get there, that would be so freeing just to worry about today and not have to worry about tomorrow. If I could just focus on today, and let's take a moment to look at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 27 says, 
For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you'll eat or what you'll drink, nor for your body as to what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth more than they? And who of you, being worried, can add a single hour to their life? He said, consider the birds. They do, I mean, he said they contribute to nothing. They just whistle and chirp and put things on your car that shouldn't be there. Typically right after you wash it. But birds do nothing. And, and Jesus told his disciples, he said, consider them. Are you not worth more than them? And every single day I feed them. And then he goes on to say, Nate, what, I mean, what's worrying going to help you? Because you can't add a single hour to your life. He said, I'm in control of this. In verse 31 to say, do not worry then, saying what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear for clothing. For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Do you know that you have value in Christ? We talked about this a couple weeks ago, but you have value in Christ. So rem remember that life is more important than the food you eat. That's what Jesus was telling his disciples. Your life is more important than the clothes you wear. It's more important than the next vacation you'll take. It's, it, it, it's bigger and more important than the, the, the size of your retirement account, your zip code, and most importantly, your life. Your life is more important than what you're concerned with right now. In fact, God believes you are so valuable that he sent his only begotten son. He sent his only begotten son to suffer in your place that you might spend eternity with him. Not spend your lifetime worrying about tomorrow. It is frustrating to me to think that people spend their lifetime worrying about a disease that they don't have but thinking they're going to get. It is frustrating to me to see people worry about things that they have no control of. And again, our mind always goes to the worst. Always. It always. I don't care what report you get, what phone call you get, what document you get in the mail. You get it, you read it, you hear it, you look at it, you listen. And the first thing you think of is the worst. Not the least. The worst. Oh my God, this is what's going to happen. I'm dying. They're taking everything I have. Our mind goes there. The Father doesn't want you wasting one second of your precious life paralyzed by fear, worry, and anxiety. He come to give us life and He come to give it more abundantly. He does not want us walking around one second in this life paralyzed by fear, worry, anxiety, or doubt. And here's what I love about it. He said, come to me and I'll take it all. Just give me all that worry. Give me all that doubt. Give me all that anxiety. Give me all that fear. Lay it right here and I'll take it. The secret about fear and worry. Paul learned this. We talked about it last week. He'll take it all on. But the secret about fear and anxiety and worry is that they belong in the hands of God. Amen. We said it last week. Philippians 4. Be anxious for nothing. 
But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Don't be anxious for nothing. Nothing. Not the next bill, not the next meal. Nothing. Jesus says in Matthew, you don't need to worry. Do I not take care of the birds? I'm going to take care of you. There's nothing you can do about tomorrow, so let's focus on today. Do you know we waste a lot of our valuable time and energy worrying about tomorrow? We take time off of our life worrying about the end of life. He said, don't worry about it. Do I not feed the birds daily? How many knows this morning he's our daily bread? That's what he said. Give us this day our daily bread. Do you all remember, I think it was in week one, I told you all, 365 times in the Bible the word fear not is mentioned. Fear not. 365 times in the Bible. Is it not amazing that you could go take every one of them, put them on a sheet of paper, and every day you wake up, you can read another scripture that says, I don't have to fear today. I don't have to worry about tomorrow because I've got Christ today. And Christ is enough today. If I get to tomorrow, he's going to be enough for tomorrow. But he's our daily Bread. A lot of people are amazed that God gave us a specific exhortation of, of one phrase, fear not, for every single day of the year. Now, you can literally make a calendar with scriptures like Isaiah 43.1. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. I could quote that one every day and feel happy about myself. He says in Isaiah 41, 10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's enough to get me through the day. To quote that scripture, Fear not, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. That can get me through the day. Amen. Now, something that brings our attention to the Lord's Prayer. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, Pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day. Not the rest of the week, not the rest of the month, not the rest of the year. Give us this day our daily bread. There's a couple things here. First, Jesus reminds us that God's in heaven and he's worthy of reverence. His will on earth is what we need. And then we need to recognize that he says, give us our daily bread, daily nourishment. Many of us are consumed most of our daily lives with fear. Add to that anxiety. Add to that worry. Add to that doubt. And you can keep adding and adding and adding. But what we are doing is we are filling ourselves with junk food rather than having divine nourishment. We all know, everyone in this room, we know we're all on a steady, I mean, we know what a steady diet of junk food looks like. Don't be pointing. So we know what that looks like. And catch hold of what Jesus is saying in Matthew chapter 6. He's telling us not to worry about tomorrow because tomorrow it has enough trouble. I mean, today has enough trouble of its own. So let's just, let me get you through today. He's also telling us to pray. And he's also telling us to be specific with God for the daily food, the daily nourishment, the things that I need today, not tomorrow. 
He says, pray for your everyday needs. You see, God is not the, he's not only the eternally divine creator of the entire world and the, 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 the atmosphere that we live in, but he's also the heavenly father. And here's what's amazing is today, right now, this moment, he's worried about our well-being. One of the biggest topics in, in, in anything you talk about right now, one of the, men, the, the biggest topics in the world and in the news is mental health. Every time there's a shooting, we go to mental health. When, when, when do people do things out of, you know, out of the context of who they are, the first thing we start saying is, how are they? What's their mental health? In the church, we've turned a blind eye to that and said, well, just bless God to have them healed. Well, then, you know, we think if somebody's depressed or somebody's got fear or they're just not spiritual enough. Then we got the mindset, well, if somebody puts them on a pill to kind of help them get through this moment, well, they just ain't spiritual enough. Well, here's my response to that. If we can't take care of mental illness with the help of doctors and the help of God, I'm going to tell you to throw your blood pressure pills away. I'm going to tell you to throw your heart pills away because maybe you're not spiritual enough. Oh, boy. Uh, it did get quiet. It's the truth, though. Somebody goes on lisinopril or lasartan, and we're just like, oh, man, your blood pressure's bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody goes on Zoloft, oh, my God, they're not spiritual. Sometimes people need help. And if they would get it here, they may not need the Zoloft. Because normally what they get here is ridicule and laughter. I might leave that alone. He's our Heavenly Father and He cares about our well-being. He knows every single day what it brings. He knows all the... He knows the trouble that I'm going to face today. He knows all about it, Rob. And he said, let's just get through this day. I mean, there are so many things to be scared of. Look, I mean, look at the world we live in. You go to a movie theater and you're wondering who, what crazy looking person is going to shoot the place up. You go to a theme park or a, a, a big huge mall and you're thinking, which one's strapped up with a bomb? I mean, don't look at me like that. I know y'all think that too. Get on an airplane and you're looking around. Which one looks different than me? Watch that guy. He looks. He went to the bathroom. Y'all better watch him. But we do. Our mind goes there. I mean, we have a lot of things to be scared about, worried about, anxious over. And I believe that's why. He says, remember your daily bread. Fear not. I believe this is why he reminded us to ask specifically, Danny, for daily bread. And I believe this is why we're to stay focused on today. You know, God is in heaven and he knows that a single day at any time, it's enough, it's a challenge for anybody. So we have daily bread. But then we have something that we don't like to talk about, but our responsibility. I said earlier that I, I, I thought it was incredibly freeing that, that, you know, we should just focus on today and God will take care of us. That's freeing to me to think that, man, I just got to think about and worry about today. I don't have to worry about tomorrow. It'll be here soon enough. To do that, though, we got to go all the way back to week one. Healthy fear and unhealthy fear. Then we have to put that fear in its proper place. And when you add that to what we're learning from Jesus today, we begin to understand I can overcome fear. 
I can overcome anxiety. I can do these things because I'm just going to, you know, I may not be able to change the outcome, but I know he can. And it takes self-discipline. I'm not good at this. I'm the one that opens the paper and says, oh, my good Lord. So I'm, if I didn't preach to anybody else in the last three weeks, I've preached to me. But I'm that person, Danny. Why do you want me to come back to the doctor's office? Okay, it's bad. It's real bad, Tolina. It's it's horrible. They've called me to come back. Can you not tell me over the phone why? No, you, the doctor wants to see you. It's horrible. It's it's the worst. I'm dying. Get the the lawyer. Let me do the will. And you go to the doctor, and he was like, "We just messed up on this paperwork, and we need you to. We couldn't tell you over the phone, but you just had to sign your name right here." Is it not the truth? Even with the, the, the telemarketing calls, this is the tax department. Can you give me your social security number? You're, you're delinquent on your taxes. And then you hang up on them and you're like, oh my God, what if that was really them? <laughs> Y'all don't do that stuff? Yeah, and then WebMD. <laughs> Listen, if you get a sore on your finger, don't WebMD. What's maybe a, just a wart is now a cancerous tumor that's probably grown up your throat from your finger. <laughs> is it... We know not to do those things, but yet, Google, finger pain, could be heart attack. <laughs> now my chest is hurting. <laughs> now I've got anxiety and fear and panic. My heart's beating, now my chest, it's got to be a heart attack now. My finger's hurting, now my chest is hurting. Now my heart's beating faster. We laugh, but it's the things we do. You don't have to be consumed with what might happen, church. Tomorrow, next month, or even when the kids go to college, we don't have to be consumed with that. You're too valuable and your time on earth is too precious to worry about that stuff. We get lost in the future and we lose the now. As a pastor, you know, I have a vision for this church and I also have goals to get to that vision. But my problem is, is I focus on the vision so much that I forget the goals. I can't get to the vision. We can't get to the vision without the goals. And I focus on the vision so much, and I'm like, I get frustrated, and I realize, man, you missed steps two, three, four, five, and six, and tried to jump up to ten. It's hard sometimes for me to worry when I, when I worry about the vision that, I, that again I forget the goals. And as people of God, we need to live daily and walk by faith. Amen. I can trust God even in the face of fear. You know, I can, I can trust him, and, and, and I play an active role in that because I have to give my fear back to him. I have to give my anxiety back to him. I have to give my worry back to him. That's hard because I don't know what he's doing. He's not real specific sometimes. He's just like, give it to me. And I'm like, okay, what are you going to do with it when I give it to you? Can you tell me? Our daily responsibility is to give him all of our care because he cares for us. Amen. Give it all to him. I, I, I'm reminded of a story in Numbers. Numbers chapter 13 and, ch and chapter 14. There's these 12 spies, and they go to explore 
the promised land, the land that God has already said is yours. Go get it. Go take it. And they returned back, fear-filled, talking about giants who lived in fortified cities throughout the land. Caleb and Joshua are the only two spies that trusted God and said, hey, I believe that's our property, that's our land, that's what God has promised us. Let's go take it. I mean, we're his people, this is the promise. But ten other spies rebelled against God and against Moses and decided it was better to return to bondage because of what they saw with their natural eye. Man, we are grasshoppers to giants. And Joshua and Caleb are like, God spoke, that's ours, let's go get it. No. And you know what, Danny? It cost God's people 40 additional years of wandering in the desert. The people of God allowed fear to rob them of the promise of God, and it stole precious time from them. Time that they could have been enjoying, enjoying, not worrying, the blessings and the promises of God, and now they're wandering. And for some of them, it meant their lives. They never even got to see it. Glenn, if you'll come onto the piano. Wouldn't it be a shame to think that one day we're going to stand before God and He's going to look at us and He's going to say, do you realize that you spent years and years of worrying and panic and fear and anxiety over things that you had no control of and if you would have just kept going, you were just a couple days away from blessing and promise. I would hate to think that we would forfeit an abundant life for fear and anxiety. This story about Caleb and Joshua, I think it's probably one of the most painful stories in the Bible to read. They were set free from slavery and still existed on living in bondage. Fear robbed them of the promise of God for their life. Fear stole precious time from them all. Fear paralyzed their potential, their future. Do you know that's still applicable today? I ask you, is fear robbing you of the promises of God in your body? Is fear stealing your precious time? Are you feeling paralyzed by fear and trouble that what the future may or may not bring? There are so many ways that fear affects and redirects our lives. saved, I think, twice. 
Instead of saying, oh my Lord, they're giants to grasshoppers. What if they would have come back and said, listen, in my natural eye, this thing looks huge. I don't think I can beat this. But God, we're not going to, we're not stopping right here. What we're going to do is we're all going to get together as a, as a church family, as, as your people. And what we're going to do is we're going to have a communion prayer. 
And we're going to thank you that you delivered us from the hands of that man, brought us to here. And if you've done this so far, if you've all, I've already watched you take water and part it, and I've watched us walk across, not in muddy waters or muddy uh, ground. We walked across on dry land, and then I turned around and I watched you swallow up my enemy. If I've already seen you do that, those giants, they're just another enemy for you to swallow. What if they would have done that, Larry? Forty years of a wandering because of fear. There were people who missed the promise because of fear. How many saints have died from this church that have missed the promise that God has given to this church because we've operated in fear?
But this morning we know all things are possible. We know that you're bigger than any giants. God, if you parted the Red Sea, you could destroy our enemies. God, if you took a sling and a rock in the hand of a young king and slain a giant, God, you can slay our giant.
Thanks for listening with us today. We hope that you have been challenged, inspired, or God has changed you somehow or in some way by what you have heard. If you would like to learn more about Fountain of Life Worship Center, find us at our website at folwc.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash folwc, or in person. If you have a prayer request that you would like us to join in praying with you, please head to our prayer page at folwc.com slash prayer and click the image that reads prayer request. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can go to our website, folwc.com, and click Give at the top of the page. Join us every Thursday for a new podcast. Hit subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast to keep up with our most recent podcast episode. Have a great day, and God bless you all.